kind of countdown was that? <laughs> I don't know. That was horrible. Did you count down? No, you, or rather, did you, you click? Y- yes, I clicked. I'm recording now. But like, goodness. One, three, two, one. <laughs> no, I said one. I mean, three, two. I said, I mean. Like, I, I, I interrupted myself and I said, I mean. Unfortunately, the truth to that is lost to time, but I'm going to say you're wrong. So you're back in L.A. And I'm not in L.A. I'm, <laughs> I'm back in Northern California. Which is, it's all L.A. You are just like everybody else outside California. <laughs> you think we're all from L.A. You think we all are hipsters. You think that we all uh, know what hiking is because we've walked in L.A. or whatever it is. So I'm telling you right now, no. It's not the case. Well, nonetheless, you're home. I'm home, and you've been home. I never left, um, <laughs> and now we can't left. leave home, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, you were a phenomenal host, you and your lovely wife. My fiance now uh, and I had a great time, and it was nice because the last time I went to Utah, we did different things. And this time we went to Utah, we also did different things. Um, so at least for me, I got a little bit of slice of Utah, a little bit of a slice of a little bit of a slice of uh, everything that you can offer at least in the uh, winter pseudo springtime. Yeah, it was a it was definitely a weird time, but we we got a lot done. Like we we had stuff going every day cuz man, snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! After buying winter gear, having all the winter gear, and then not bringing it because we expected light rain, and then getting actual snowstorm. Yeah, it was an eventful week. It was definitely every time getting back home and just face into pillow status. Well, it was a freak snowstorm for Aurelia and I because, again, I mean, we've been in snow before. Like she lived in Germany, I lived in you know Belgium and England. We're very familiar with snow. Sack also very familiar with snow, being from the East Coast, um, but. It was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this today. Are are you guys, being that you're in Utah, kind of used to that? Was it like, oh, whatever? Or was it also to you somewhat of a surprise? Um, I mean, it was a surprise, but like we were a little more prepared. Like I had brought my snowshoes because we figured we were going to be in the mud. It was a little lighter on the jacket than I wanted, yeah. but I, I still were fine. I fine. wish someone would have specified what mud shoes were. <laughs> I, I, I am going to hound this into your cerebellum. When you talk to people that aren't used to the snow and you use terminology like jacket or coat or mud shoes, you need to be even more specificer. If that's a word that I'm just now creating, you need to specify, hey, when I say coat, I mean you're going to the South Pole kind of coat. When I say, <laughs> when I say um, uh, mud shoes, I mean we're going to build a snowman on a hill, that kind of environment, because then I can... I can insert myself into those hypotheticals and say, oh, then these Nike or these Converse canvas shoes obviously won't do or these mesh running shoes won't do, even though that I don't care about them and they're my gardening shoes or throwaway shoes. No, that's not what you're asking for. You're not asking for gardening throwaway shoes. You're asking for (laughs) tread. You're asking for warmth. 
and you did not specify. So for myself <laughs> and my fiance, I say to thee, how dare you, sir? How dare you keep <laughs> us in the dark for weeks, for days on it, hours I for even. For weeks, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you better be. That was horrible. No, that was wonderful. Kidding me? It was great. It was content. mud. <laughs> but the uh, the the fact is, um, uh, shooting on uh, shooting guns on our friend's property that was great. Uh, that was the only time that we re- that uh, we really were a little a little uh, underdressed, if you will. Um, the fire was really nice, but then we walked away from the fire and like, oh, then what's the point of having a fire? <laughs> Yeah, that, that fire seemed very short lived, even for, for even for my standards. I was like, we were there, we were hanging out by the fire, and it's like, okay, time to go. Which I understood, but at the same time, I was like, well, that was okay. <laughs> I don't want to tell, uh, you know, our our friend and his father how to run their 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 land at all. But is it possible to have a fire pit closer to where you are going to be? You know. Shooting off? <laughs> Shooting guns. Because <laughs> if you think about it, I'm going pew, pew, pew. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay, now I'm going to warm my hands up while somebody else takes the pew, pew machine. Oh, I can. Wonderful. But in our scenario, oh, I can't because it's on the other side and I need a 4 by 4 or a side-by-side to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, this is me, a city boy, telling, you know, people that own acres of land and have been doing so for generations how to do it <laughs> but i don't want to tell them how to do it just you know pass it on to them nicely because you're 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 closer to them than than I'm the liaison at this point our conciliary if you will for those of you for those who didn't get the hint uh aurelia did say yes i'm not going to drone in on it uh regarding the whole uh go watch his little video he yeah, spent a lot of time on exactly. it. exactly i didn't spend a lot of time on it but, he spent uh, so much time, oh, like Jesus. he uh, like slaved hours, days. Yeah. What other lies all do he you thought have? about was what other lies do you uh, have? Yeah. Go on. You're handsome. Okay. I know I'm not handsome. I'm adequate. <laughs> oh, that's right. That Self burn. Well, that's why. That's where, like, in the pantheon of oh wow, you know, like you got Josh Brolin and uh, uh, Jason Statham, and you know. All those other like chiseled chin like guys, and then you got me, kind of like not completely on the other end, but also like I'm in the top middle, if you will. There you go. Yeah, I know. To be humble, I know where I stand. I know where I stand. (laughs) But yeah, check out the video. I uh, I did put some effort into it. Didn't take days, but uh, it was fun to to edit. But it was also in. Uh, one of the most nerve-wracking things I have ever done. Well, you did good. You did it on the top of a mountain. Everything worked out. Well, I only really did good because everybody chipped in with their ideas. They chipped in with photos. They did video. Our friend had the brilliant idea of miking me with his own little like handheld lav, lav mic. And so I did that. And Aurelia completely bought it. She's like, oh, yeah, all these guys, they vlog or they take videos, they take photos. Like, they're totally used to it. This is what they do when they go on hikes. This is normal. Like, yeah, totally. (laughs) This is what we do. (laughs) I loved it. It was great. But again, um, to you, Fire, thank you for for being the the keeper of the ring. You are also the keeper of the box that I left for the ring. (laughs) 
Yep, and the warranty card. And the warranty card. So so there's that. Um, we'll we'll have to figure that out. Um, and to anybody else who uh, participated, uh, you guys are awesome. No, the thing that was really interesting was the fact that everything was closing behind us. Um, like literally as, as we went along and did things, um, towards the end of the week, like it was, it wasn't literally like, Oh yeah, you, this is your last day to do X, Y, or Z. Um, it was like a few days later, uh, we went up in the snowbird tram and went and did your little proposal. And then not like three days later, snowbird closed. Yeah. And not because it was the end of the snow season, but this this whole virus thing yeah no i mean i i took aurelia back up to parks uh park city um where we went on the monday and i took her back up there on the saturday to check out the brewery and i mean pretty much all the shops were open all the all the uh galleries were open which was great but the brewery itself uh rather the distillery for the whiskey they were shut Mm -hmm. because of the virus and it was one of those like surreal things where we knew at that moment that things were very heightened. Like just the idea, the concept of us taking a plane didn't sit right with me. But, you know, mm-hmm. we had paid for it. Um, it wasn't completely rampant because, uh, again, this was two weeks ago from the time of recording this. And so right. it's like, you know, it, it, worst case scenario, I'll get a mask. You know, that was my solution. I'll get a mask or I'll, I'll wear gloves or something. Like, it's it's not a big deal. Um, but, yeah, the more and more as we were hearing things, things were getting shut. And then you and I got a, an email from work saying, hey. Um, you're homebound. You're homebound. Stay home. So yeah, it's, it was. It's been a weird time. It was getting way more, like, solidified in the reality that. I mean, it's not end of days. Let, let's be honest. No, 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 no. Some people are acting just, as such, just though. A, oh my word! We'll get to that. And you know, you know, like I, I'm a big like proprietor of like I don't like to talk about trendy things and you know what's what's currently happening because it's like in the long run it's not going to matter. But this is like long enough. Like this, this is this has got some weight to it. This is more than a trend. It's kind of a it's a health concern, right? Um, a, yeah, it's a global health concern. It's not like the new dance craze on TikTok that only a few thousand or, I guess, a few million people care about. No, this is <laughs> this is a multi-billion person issue. And what sickens me are those that aren't not finding that happy medium of Okay, if I have to go outside, I will go outside. But I still see, till this day, people that are sh- are trying to spit in the face of flattening the curve, and are like, oh, "I'm gonna go to the beach, and I don't care." Like, no, no, this is exactly the problem here, because even if you don't like, if even if you get the virus, you don't have to necessarily contract the virus, but you can pass it on to somebody else who has a lesser immune system. Oh, well, then that's their own fault. No, it's not. It really isn't. It's yours. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how else. No, you want to hear the worst part is the misinformation. Oh, And I actually got to see it firsthand, too. I heard it firsthand, too. So you, you go ahead and say what you heard, and I'll say what I heard. 
Song. So I had my one of my family members send me a message on Facebook and was like, "Hey, um, I'm trying to trying to help out. Here's uh, here's how to prevent slash get rid of the coronavirus. Um, what you need to do is squeeze out a lemon into water and then drink and then place the lemon in the water and drink the water. What is this a cold? That's what yeah. you do well, for they, a cold. They, they can, the video comparities that they're like it's the common cold. It's just a, it, it's a little bit worse than the common cold. It's not by much." Um, uh, yeah, you just drink the, the lemon water and you'll be fine. And I actually messaged back and I was like, please tell me, you know, none of this is true. And they messaged back and said, I figured, I figured it was true. Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm like, Oh no. Oh, oh no. Yeah. All right. So if this is getting to someone like, you know, my, my family members, which that that's bad. Like that's that's convincing people. Yeah, and it's at the end of the video. For one, the video almost looks like it's um made by an AI. Like the the voice is kind of weird. Okay, and like it it has that like uncanny valley for the voice of like I don't know. Right, and it um has some like speech errors. I'd say okay. Yeah, it, it it straight up doesn't feel like a real person. Uh, in the end, it it says uh, share share this video to save a life. Oh, God. and that's that's where I like lost it. I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's terrible! Are you kidding me?" All right, so let's just be clear, listeners, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just be clear Please. about that. that. That's not going to help you. The other <laughs> thing that was going around, and uh, uh, even um, I'm going to call him out because he's he's. Uh, He's very much a public figure, and people know him by name. Geraldo Rivera on Fox News uh, was ta- was saying, "Yeah, no, if you hold your breath for ten seconds and you don't have to cough, you're fine." Like, oh my gosh, I saw that. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you insane? That is ter- That is terrible. That's not that that there's that is not a test whatsoever. I mean, basically, what people are coming up with are homebrew. I hate to use the term, but wives' tale esque kind of methodologies to figure out if they, in fact, have or not have the virus. Because you know, growing up, it doesn't matter what culture you have. You know, growing up, that there was something that your mother or your aunt or some family member would do that you thought, that is so strange. Like, yeah, no, if you have a cold, just just sip this vinegar and look upside down for 10 seconds and then you'll be fine. And for some strange reason, there were some times where it did work. So you were like, I don't believe that this is the case, but I but I'm better. <laughs> like, I don't believe yeah. that this is the right cure. Like, I can't go on national TV and say effects. this is the cure for the common cold. But. The reality is I am better, so I'm just going to keep this to myself. But with the coronavirus, these little how-tos on how to uh, you know, check yourself and things like that, no. No, the, no, they're dangerous. Like this yeah. isn't like, oh man, you're you're drinking vinegar, and so you're gonna get over your cold, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't really do anything. No, no, this is this is much worse. You are going to affect many more people. So, um, for those of you who don't quite understand, like how bad this virus is, um, 
there's a couple of great videos that you can watch and they're really quick but also entertaining at least you know not boring in that in that sense on youtube um one's from kurskagal I, I can't how do you pronounce it fire Kurtzkazat. Thank you. That's what I said. As far as I know. That might be wrong, too. No, what you said sounds way more right than what I was saying. Uh, The other one is ASAP (laughs) Science, ASAP Science. Um, They go into depth, like, what is the coronavirus? What is going to happen to you and your body when, if if and when you do contract it and you don't do anything about it? Um, And then there was another video that ASAP, uh, ASAP Science did um, about uh, the vaccines and how close we are to a vaccine. Because one of the other falsehoods that are being proliferated right now is, oh, no, we'll be fine because we'll have a vaccine in, uh, in a couple of weeks. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I actually saw a link about that. Yeah, that was another thing that came up in a, in a family conversation of like, oh, yeah, the vaccine's like well on its way. And it's like, um, okay. Well, it... Sure. In in that context of well on its way, yes, it could be because the vaccine that um, one of the main vaccines that's being uh, researched by a private company out in uh, in Seattle, um, I can't remember the name of the company. I want to say Moderna. Uh, that's all right. Um, but anyways, it's a private company, um, that is actually trying to, to work on a vaccine called, uh, an, an NR, sorry, an RNA vaccine, MRNA 1273. Um, there are usually three phases in which a vaccine gets tested. Phase one is safety. Phase two is efficacy. And phase three is expansion. They're currently testing phase one on 45 healthy adults to make sure that the vaccine itself is safe. Like it's, it's as safe as giving somebody a placebo and then they will move on to efficacy where in which they will test um, a larger sample size to see if it actually works. And, you know, Seattle was one of the first major cities to be hit by this. So I'm sure they'll Mm -hmm. have people to test. But the fact is they still have to get FDA approval to push through to efficacy. But why this is making headlines is this is the fastest, the fastest that a company has gone through stage one and has been, uh, I guess, successful and and, uh, going through all their tests and all their experiments to feel confident to move on to stage two. And that's good. No, it is great. Here's the reality, though. We're still looking at, at minimum, a year out. And that's what the leading virologist in the world is basically saying, that if everything goes according to plan, if nobody drops the ball, if they continue to get funding, because that's the other thing, they still need money. If they, if right. all this still goes the way that they want it to go, then, yes, we will have a vaccine by the end of the year or you know sometime the you know in a in a 12 to 14 month period and that would be unprecedented that would be amazing the problem is though while we are attempting to uh flatten the curve um meaning we're we're trying to lessen the spread of this virus the less and less people there are that are contracting it 
the less and less an issue this will become. We don't have a SARS vaccine because SARS just kind of went away. And so all the research and all the development for a vaccine dried up. And this is basically another SARS. This is the same derivative of SARS, a COVID-2. And so if that happens again and we don't learn from our mistakes, this is just going to be history repeating itself. So hopefully we'll mm. continue to have more money uh, you know, being thrown into this so this doesn't happen. Well, hopefully people can take the creating the vaccine a little more serious than uh, hoarding toilet paper and water. Well, that's the other thing, too, right? People are going on the complete extreme of trying to uh, do a doomsday scenario of I need all the things. And when you do that, you ruin it for the rest of us. Because, sure, it sucks to have to worry if you're going to have enough water, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. But what about your neighbor? That you just screwed over because they went to the store, I don't know, half an hour late after you and there's nothing for them to pick up. I mean, over this weekend, it was my uh, my fiance's son's birthday. And, you know, obviously we were going to have a big birthday party for him uh, initially, but we had to cancel it. But we still wanted to make a cake for him. We went to, I want to say, three grocery stores to find sugar and flour, and butter. And guess what? They're all gone. Now, sure, um, I, I can see how uh, a, a good amount of sacks of flour is going to leave the shelf because people are learning to bake bread at, at their own home instead of having to leave and, <laughs> and do it. I get that. Fine. But it was one of those things where it, it really hit us like – mentally like wow like this is this is getting insane like the grocery stores cannot hold on to anything like people are willing to just pick up and buy anything and everything just in Mm -hmm. case and that's the other thing that puts us in the downfall not everybody can afford to buy all the things and then unless your neighbor is like literally neighborly and just gives it to you out of the kindness of their own heart you're going to have to buy it from some random guy with the six-foot rule of exchanging money and goods. That's terrible. No, I, I am enjoying the fact that he, uh, like in for- law enforcement and stuff is really cracking down on uh, scalpers and really just slowing them down for their ability to overcharge and you know cause havoc. Because you had that guy in... Uh, I don't remember where it was, but he bought like $71,000 worth of uh, supplies. He was in Tennessee. Yeah. And he <laughs> he had to donate it all. Yeah. Well, he got a cease and desist had- order from the from the company. I think you know, like Johnson & Johnson or, or Clorox or somebody. Uh, but then, yeah, the uh, law enforcement were uh, investigating him for unfair. Price gouging? Yeah, price gouging. Thank you. I mean, good good for them for actually, like, trying to see if there's a way to charge this guy some sort of fine or something. Yeah, I don't think he needs jail time. That's the last thing that we need is to put somebody else next to somebody else. <laughs> um, that's true. I mean, if you th- that's the other thing. Like, uh, like I was watching, um, I think it was John Oliver uh, last week tonight, uh, last week, 
and he was I, I think it was him uh, it might have been Phil DeFranco on YouTube but one of the two were mentioning uh, like we're all worried about ourselves and it's fine it makes sense and we're trying to keep out of the hospitals because our healthcare system can only sustain so many people on respirators and ventilators and 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 you know doctors are trying to avoid getting sick and the more people that go there the doctors and nurses and attend they're all going to get sick what about right the jails like are we okay with all of them getting sick and just like cuz no one's doing anything like there's no increased funding going to jails there's no right. kumbaya for jails. There's no charity uh, on GoFundMe for jails. And right. it sucks because uh, I know a few people that are in jail. You know, they, they made a mistake. It doesn't mean they should die by virus. Right? Right. <laughs> so, no, yeah, there's, it sucks. There's, there's a problem there because it's like, yeah, we have got really bad people there. But also we have people there that like maybe they did a mistake and they're they're actually working on their lives. And they're actually like, you know, you see you see these people that like completely turn their lives around it's like um hang on <laughs> right right exactly and we're and and unfortunately this virus you know virus doesn't care um it's gonna go after whomever and however and uh you know i i know uh the, at least the jails over here i mean in california everything shut down like you can't even right. you can barely walk into a store to get anything um grocery stores are still open of course Unfortunately, fortunately, kind of both on both ends. Restaurants is takeout only. Uh, you, I, I guess you can still buy stuff at Best Buy, uh, just not large items because it's a curbside pickup. GameStops are all and closed. They're completely closed. They're not even curbside. They're Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, GameStops are all completely closed down. Wow. Yeah, yeah and that, that's the most important thing is, like, just don't freak out. Like, Right. It, it's it, We're going to be okay. It's just... Go home. The nice thing, simple as that. The nice thing, though, is um, uh, I had to go to Aurelia's mom's house yesterday. On the way to her mom's house, um, I would say ten to fifteen kids riding their bike or walking their dog on a Sunday. Around, I mean, that's around the time that those same kids you would kind of expect to be kept indoors doing like homework for Monday or playing video games, but they were out skateboarding, walking dogs, enjoying the sunlight. Isn't that bad though? Like, are they, are they around each they're other not around or is each they, other. this all just, they were, okay. So they're all just kind of kind doing of, their yeah, own they're thing. They're just kind of individually do, doing their own thing. Of course, families are going to be around each other. So I don't put a lot of like stress on that. I did, however, see a couple of kids. Um, it, it was a guy and a girl. They're holding hands. They, they're probably 15, 16 years old. And I was driving by them, and I almost rolled my window down and just yelled out, Social distancing! Six-foot rule! Stop holding hands! <laughs> you should have. That would have been amazing for two different levels. Yeah. Uh, we'll just say I did, and it's, it's still funny in my head. You say you did just to sound cool. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm a cool crusader, yelling, yelling nonsense from my car. Hey, you kids, get off my bit, everything. Everything. Yeah, just go away. <laughs> but I will say, like any other major event, it brings out the worst, but it can also bring out the best in people. And yeah. to those who are scared. And they're not quite sure what to do. 
reach out to your friends, reach out to your neighbors. This is the one time I'm really glad my uh, my fiance is on Facebook because when I mentioned earlier we couldn't find butter or flour, she reached out on Facebook to her f- friends and family that live in our town and mm. somebody loaned us their flour and somebody gave us oh, wow. their butter so we can make this cake for Nicholas. It was like there you go. It was one of those things. I the only other major time I remember people kind of bending over backwards and looking out for their fellow man was. I'm sure there was a time between then and now, but the last time I remember that was 9/11, when at least here in California, everybody was trying to be the neighbor, the neighbor that you always would want. Everybody was trying to be friendly. Everybody was trying to be like. Uh, helpful, smiling, and mm. now it's it's kind of similar. You just have to do it from afar. You can't shake hands, and you you know you just have to be kind of weary about that. Wash your hands for twenty seconds, but the reality is we're we're uh, you know we're all trying to figure this out. You know my all of our kids are probably probably going to be stuck at home until the foreseeable future, maybe until the next school year. What does that mean for moving on in a, in a grade? I don't know. But if it keeps them safe and it keeps them healthy, we'll deal with it. Yeah, we have the technology. Yeah. The problem is we have a lot of people that are staying home and are not getting paid. You know? I mean, we have um, the Warriors uh, Event Center, uh, this, the uh, Golden State Warriors, the Chase Center, the brand new, sta- uh, brand new arena for the Golden State Warriors. Those event staff members are not getting paid by whatever event company they work for. So a a number of warriors and warrior owners are actually donating their own money uh, to, uh, to a fund to give to the event staff while they're stuck at home. Cause otherwise they wouldn't get paid, but you know, there's a number of other companies. I think you had mentioned McDonald's at one point. That aren't just not, they're not paying. Like some people, I get it. If you're small mom and pop, I get it. Fine. But if you're a big yeah, like major we'll... corporation, shame on you. Seriously. Yeah, well, it's also like, it's also now's your time to shine and be like, look, we take care of our people. Make loyal employees. Well, I mean, I hate to throw them under the bus, but it's very interesting that a, a certain company was staying open all of last week. Um, even though their employees and their board said, you guys should close. You should not be open. You are not an essential business to stay open. They said, no, 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 we're going to stay open. And then on Thursday slash Friday, they had major sales on two particular items and then shut on Saturday, Sunday. Very interesting. Great for profit. Mm. Terrible for employees. Good. Well done. Good for you. You feel better about yourself? I hope you don't. You're not a dad yet. Um, But I want to ask you, when you were growing up, did your teachers have you prove your work or show your work? Uh, Yeah. What about, I'm going to interrupt you. What about when you got into the older grades where you could use a calculator? Did they still want you to prove and show your work? No. I'm going to say no. Okay. I mean, that was the one nice thing about having something like a TI-83. You could plug in a formula 
And once that formula is plugged into your calculator, you can just put in the variables and then it just churns out the answer and Bob's your uncle, you're good to go. Problem is, um, I don't feel like you completely, in my opinion, I don't feel like you completely understood what you just did because you just plugged mm-hmm. in numbers. Uh, but you're using well, you're using a tool that is made for that sort of thing, and so basically you're just using a tool to to make to, to make it a much easier and uh, smoother like experience to to learn math. I get that. That's why we don't use Apicuses anymore. I completely get that. Um, here's the thing. Uh, it feels to me like nowadays, whether it's my son or my my girlfriend, uh, my fiance's son, not to show any kind of work whatsoever. And I'm not a fan of that. I just want to ask you what mm-hmm. your thought is on that. Um, I mean, I had one scenario uh, where they asked us to do show your work on like the first couple problems. Like if it was a 30 problem thing, we would do like the first, let's say five, if that. Just to show that, like, we got the concept, and then put in the answers. Because if you if you get the concept, cool, and if you get the answers, cool. But if like you don't get the if you don't get either of them, then it's gonna be a while before we figure out that we need to stop you and be like, "Hey, friend, you're getting this wrong." Um, right. So I I'm not a fan of showing work, especially if like if you can prove if you can prove that you know what you're doing and you know how to do it especially in your head or something, if you can prove that you get the the theory of it, then, like, go for it. That just seems that, that just seems like a waste of everyone's time for you to sit there and try to, like, show your work constantly. Uh, I like, yeah, I would go with the, you know, show your work very much at first, and then once we know that you're good, I don't need you to do it again. Okay, so... Um... Kind of along the same lines, but a little different subject. If your kid had said, hey, dad, what does this word mean? What would you tell them? Uh, if I knew the answer and I, I 100% knew the answer, then I'd answer the question. Um, but then if I didn't, then we'd look it up together. Where? Online? Dictionary? Really? Online? Y- yeah. That's interesting. It did- I would, uh, my immediate reaction would be go to like Google, Uh type in define colon word. Interesting. And usually you can see where it pulls it, like cites its sources and says, okay, we're pulling this from Merriam-Webster or dictionary.com or whatever. So you wouldn't actually get out a dictionary and say, you figure it out. No, that's archaic. I haven't opened a dictionary for probably close to a decade. See, I feel like that's still a good, uh... I, if you would call it a skill, I feel like it's a good, still a good skill no. to, to have. I, I'm going to disagree okay. with you there. That the the good skill there is you 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 want you need to go broad strokes. How do you look things up? And going to oh, you need to look it up in an actual dictionary is that's not how you mo- like modern day problems require modern day solutions, right? So you telling them but look it's it not up a in modern a dictionary day problem. Is, Right, but they ha- we have modern day technology. You don't need it though. But you do though. Like you should be able to know how to use both. But you mainly should be able to how to use both. New- right, right. But if but you, you never need practice, to really use. 
but if you but you need to really know how to use the new stuff. I mean, I, I, like IT work is mainly like knowing how to Google things the best. <laughs> like <laughs> honestly, like have you never heard that 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 example? Like that that's totally a thing. No, you, I, I completely you know agree. To... When I was in IT, and someone uh, asked yeah. me a question, I and you know I kind of feigned uh, I knew that I knew the answer, but very subtly, I was on. I was on Google, or yeah, I was on Ask Ask Jeeves yeah, to see if they had a yeah, and that's answer. a person that's a perfectly good uh, answer. Right. It's just you need you need to look up the information, and so yeah, I'd say the same thing with looking up a word in a dictionary is like you need yeah you need to know how to work a dictionary like that, but that that should come secondary. It's it's you need to know how to really work a search engine. Like how how do I how do I pull the answers that I want, especially if, you know, it's not as easy as, uh, you know, define word, right? Uh, what if you need some, some more information from something and your first result on Google isn't what you need, then learning how to rephrase to where a search engine can find what you're looking for is much more valuable than, oh, I know how to use the alphabet and find a word in a dictionary, I, I would hope any regular person would be able to look up a thing in the dictionary at like it, under the basic concept of all the words are in here and they're in alphabetical order. So maybe I need you know to specify, maybe I need to specify age because I don't expect my 16 okay. year old, well going to be 16 year old. And I don't expect my fiance's son to do that. I wholeheartedly expect them to whip out their phone and figure it out that way. Okay. I guess what where where my the stage of where I feel like a child should learn how a dictionary works, what et- etymologies are, and and how to navigate through that is is definitely in the younger years, not as young as maybe second grade, but maybe third grade slash fourth grade. Then past that, fine, use the internet. Mm. I'd say honestly, like it it should. They should be taught when they can understand the concept because that be- it just becomes easy of like, hey, you know, words. Cool. Words are in this book and they're in alphabetical order. You know, alphabet. Good. Cool. You should be able to understand the concept. Yeah. No, the, I mean, the thing is, like, I, there are kids my my daughter's age that don't know how to read analog clocks. OK, so I feel like, yes, there are there's a digital okay, age. That's a different there's a digital thing. Age, a- and, and, and we're moving forward. And and I feel like to a certain degree, like using the analogy of analog to digital, that's what that's what a, a, a physical book to Googling a word definition like it. Sure, digital clock is easier. Sure. Googling the answer of the word is easier. Definitely. But I'm not trying to make your life harder, but you, I feel like knowing the backbone of it is very, very important. And that's kind mm. of why in the younger year of when my daughter's like, what does this mean? Like, I'm going to pull out the dictionary. It's not a very large dictionary. I even have a – her mother has a picture dictionary for her too. You know, I'm not saying like you have to know front and back Merriam-Webster or the Oxford Dictionary. I'm not I'm not a masochist. I'm not – or, or I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not a, a sociopath. I'm not that crazy. Like – but I feel like she should be able to, when that question arises, don't come to me. Go grab the book. 
then come to me if you still don't understand. Then when you're in fifth, sixth grade and you still have that problem, then we have an issue. But that's kind of where that's kind of where I stand. It's like there's a, there's too many kids that are reliant on digital information and I mean, we just had a power outage on Saturday and you know, obviously we know how to work around that, but you know, there there's there are some people in this world that have grown up with power on 24/7 when that power goes off they don't have a clue of how to you know do anything that is non-digital and that's not good <laughs> in my opinion right but it's i i think it's still okay for uh that information to be secondary like it doesn't need to be that important to where like it requires vigorous training like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe come, I don't know kids enough. I don't, I don't mean to come across as vigorous training. It's not like I wake her up and say, go look for this word and tell me what it means. <laughs> go look for 10 words or no food for yeah, you. I'm not, I'm not that bad. I mean, uh, what, one thing I used to do for Franklin when he was younger was I would give him, you know, over the summer break just to keep his brain going I would give him a list of five words, um, ironically, that I found on the internet, but he would have to use the dictionary to define, and then he would um, – he didn't have to define it, but he, he would have to write five sentences using the words properly. And that was a combination of using the dictionary, using it correctly, knowing and understanding the definition correctly, and then also practicing your handwriting because he had really bad handwriting. So that was that was kind of the 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 method to my madness at that time, mm. and it worked. You know, uh, as as far as I could tell, it worked. Um, does he use those words as a part of his everyday vernacular? No. Does he need to have a vocabulary so he can use the word vernacular? Not necessarily. No, but that's the other thing too. Like. Having that stupid thing of word of the day back in elementary school, having the word calendar that your mom got you for Christmas, and you're like, this is not the Farsight calendar. (laughs) I don't want to learn every single day. Um, But having those things, I feel you don't need the the vocabulary of of, of a learned scholar, but you should be able to figure out and be able to deduce how to speak more eloquently you know and 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 in the in this day and age i don't think kids are getting that and i i feel like it's being lost unless you're one of those kids that really like reading from a book and not a kindle and and those are very few and far between these days i just don't want a generation of dumb kids that don't know you know <laughs> that that don't know the <laughs> the the basics of I don't know, higher learning. That's just my fear that we're reliant on uh, that uh, on the Internet so much that you don't need to be super smart. You just have to know how to how to use a search engine. And while that's Mm -hmm. very important to use, especially in like jobs that you and I have and jobs that you and I are striving for. Everyday things should not have to be a search engine query. 
No, it, it is important to like be able to retain the knowledge from the things you learn, whether from a book or from uh, the internet. Like you should be able to learn like what's real and what's not, and then also be able to retain that information so you don't need to Google it every time you need to think about it. There's a couple of podcasts that I listen to. Um, I don't know if you know what a podcast is. Is one of them still recording? It's a really good one. Yeah, they use big words. But uh, no, there's there's right. actually a couple of podcasts that I listen to, and these guys are they're not um, Ivy League college graduates or anything like that. But they definitely have used a couple of words that I've I've obviously heard in passing, but they used it enough in their uh, sidebars and enough in their little like uh, transitions where I feel like I'm either using them incorrectly or I really don't know what those words are and after looking them up <laughs> like wow these are very basic words arguably they, they're very simple these are words that could probably be used every single day with a standard conversation and i don't know them and if i don't know them these kids don't either and is that a problem i don't know i don't know i mean have you ever used the word that you thought you were using correctly and Someone says, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't really know how to explain it. I just know I'm using it right. Am I? <laughs> that's kind of where I am right now with this particular word. I can't remember what the word is, but that's kind of where I am right now. Mm. Maybe I should have written out the definition and my own sentences <laughs> and improved my own I thought he didn't have to write the definition. No, well, he didn't, but I would have to do it for myself. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was kind of a heavy episode. Sorry about that, but I hope it was informative. And I hope you guys uh, can share this with other people, uh, specifically on the COVID-19 uh, situation that's going on right now. And I hope you guys are all safe. You're enjoying your quarantine. You're figuring things out. Uh, do a board game that you haven't played yet, or at least in a, in a couple of years. Those are fun. In the meantime, Quentin, how can people find you? On Instagram and Xbox at Firewall. You guys can find me those places under Lazy Tech Tony. I am also going to be throwing this episode up on YouTube. It's going to be under my own personal YouTube channel for right now, but we might branch it off into another channel. Uh, we'll see how things go. Um, also, we have our subreddit under Still Recording Podcast, and of course, our joint Instagram account where you can see what we're doing regarding the episodes. So you guys stay safe out there, and we will talk to you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.